Good morning. It's Friday, April 9th. I'm Duarte Geraldino. And I'm Shemitha Basu. This is Apple News Today. Each morning, hear about some of the most fascinating stories in the news and how the world's best journalists are covering them. Prince Philip has died at the age of 99. His marriage to Queen Elizabeth II spanned more than seven decades. Their wedding lifted Britain's spirits as it emerged from the damage of World War II. Prince Philip was a decorated naval officer. And after the war, his friendship with the woman who would become queen flourished into a full romance. Prince Philip was often seen by the Queen's side at public appearances. He once jokingly called himself the world's most experienced plaque unveiler. He remained involved in royal events and charitable efforts well into his 90s, retiring in 2017. We have a collection of stories about his long and very interesting life from both American and British news outlets. You can find our special coverage in the Apple News app. The prosecution is starting to wrap up its case in the trial of Derek Chauvin. He's the former police officer charged with killing George Floyd. Lawyers for the state called medical experts to testify about the cause of Floyd's death. Dr. Martin Tobin told the court Floyd died from a lack of oxygen. And this caused damage to his brain that we see, and it also caused uh, a PEA arrhythmia that caused his heart to stop. The defense argues drugs in Floyd's system plus underlying health conditions led to his death. In two weeks of testimony, video of Floyd's death has been played over and over. And for his family members, watching that video has been a singularly painful experience. Here's his nephew, Brandon Williams, on NBC. I tried to mentally prepare, but um, I think after the video started, and um, I think as they showed Charvin kneeling on his neck and like kind of repositioning, and um, just hearing my uncle um, ask for help and say he couldn't breathe, I, I actually got up and walked out. So You walked out of the court? Yeah, I actually walked out of the family room. I, I couldn't watch it. This trial is not just hard for Floyd's family to watch. It's also triggering for many people in the U.S. Vox points to a study that found police killings of black people harm the mental health of black Americans, even if they're not involved in an incident. Watching these videos can cause stress, lead to depression, and other emotional challenges. And Floyd's nephew says as difficult as it was to see that video, the family wants justice. He told the Wall Street Journal it doesn't matter what Chauvin has to say in the courtroom. The video says it all. The United States, then Brazil, then India. These are the countries with the highest numbers of COVID-19 cases. Brazil and India are both making headlines this week as cases and deaths grow. Let's take a look at what's behind the surge in these two countries. The Washington Post calls Brazil a super spreader for the entire continent. Brazil is dealing with a powerful variant of the virus, and it's huge. It shares a border with almost every South American country. The Post looks at one Brazilian city, Tabatinga. It's deep in the Amazon rainforest, and it's common for people there to cross borders pretty casually, to take a short visit to Peru or to walk into Colombia— After Tabatinga was hit hard by the variant earlier this year, 
officials suspect it was from there that the variant started to spread to other countries. The other factor in Brazil's surge is political leadership. While most South American countries took strict steps to contain viral spread last year, Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro has consistently underplayed the dangers of the pandemic. In spite of this week's numbers, he's still saying there will be no national lockdown. Now let's turn to India, where it's not so clear what's driving this new wave of cases. Bloomberg reports that the country hasn't done a lot of genetic sequencing to study which variants are circulating there. Now, the rise might be fueled by gatherings like political rallies in states with upcoming elections or a pilgrimage that's happening this month that typically draws hundreds of thousands of people to the Ganges River. But if the main tool India is using to outrun this situation is a vaccine and not a national lockdown, it's going to have a long way to go. According to Bloomberg's vaccine tracker, less than 1% of its population is fully inoculated. And at that pace, it could be another two years before vaccination is widespread. When it comes to the U.S. military, the Navy SEALs have a unique place in America's popular imagination. On the big screen, they are stars. Movies immortalize how they killed Osama bin Laden and their high seas rescue of Captain Phillips. But you don't know the vast majority of what these elite troops do. It's never made public. In 2018, a group of SEALs accused their chief, Eddie Gallagher, of murder. The high-profile war crime trial that followed shined a spotlight on these secretive units and also U.S. reliance on them in the continuing war on terror. The story of Eddie Gallagher and the secrets of the SEALs is the focus of a new investigative podcast by Apple. It's called The Line, hosted by Dan Taberski. He spoke to more than 50 special operatives for the series, which pulls together lots of perspectives on the events that led to a teenage prisoner of war dying under Gallagher's watch in Iraq. Many of his teammates called Gallagher a murderer. He was acquitted of all charges except for one, which involved posing for a photo with the teenager's lifeless body. But recorded testimony portrays Gallagher as someone who was at ease with the idea of killing— maybe even someone who actively sought it out. Aside from zeroing in strictly on Gallagher, this podcast gives you an understanding of the culture that exists within the Navy SEALs. It examines how that culture changed drastically after 9-11. Tabersky talks with a former SEAL named Dan. He said his job was pretty much boring at first. But after 9-11, special forces were working around the clock. Dan describes that shift as dramatic and intoxicating. Have you ever jumped out of an airplane? No. Or if you're going race car driving and you are driving hard, and you're driving at 170, 180, that feeling of, oh, f that's the only two feelings that I can ever give people of what it is to be in a SEAL convoy at night going to hit a target. Dan says he couldn't get enough. That's the feeling and you just crave it, man. It becomes, it's just a drug. The violence, the deaths. For the SEALs, this was emotionally really heavy. In 2012, 23 Americans in Special Operations Forces died by suicide. That's nearly double the rate of the military overall. After Gallagher's trial, the admiral in charge of the SEALs sent out a memo saying, for good reason, the overall culture within the unit was being questioned, that there were issues with order and discipline that needed to be addressed. 
The first episodes of The Line are out right now. There's more to come. You can subscribe to hear the whole story on Apple Podcasts. For decades now, scientists have felt very confident in the standard model of physics, which explains how all particles in the universe behave. Well, a new study of subatomic particles is now challenging that model. National Geographic explains why the latest results are shaking up our previous understanding. This week, researchers announced initial results in an experiment that points to the possibility that the universe contains unseen forces, ones beyond our current understanding. It involves a particle called a muon. Muons only exist for millionths of a second, so they're really hard to get a handle on in a lab. But these researchers managed to do it, and their new findings are pretty complicated. You can get the full details in the article. But in short, researchers found that these muons appear to play by different rules. They don't wobble the way that they should under the standard model of particle physics. Now, that may sound like a small technical detail, but this is huge. If these new results hold up, Nat Geo says it's going to be a Nobel Prize-worthy discovery, one that upends the standard model. If this is true, it could lead to a completely new understanding of how the universe works. It would be revolutionary. You can find all these stories and more in the Apple News app. And while you're there, check out some of our audio stories. Enjoy the weekend, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Monday.